Section 25 of The Prince and Betty by P. G. Woodhouse. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Don W. Jenkins. Chapter 25 Cornered. He did not see John for a moment, and had reached the door of the room when he became aware of a presence. He turned in surprise. He was a smallish, pale-faced man with protruding eyes and teeth which gave him a certain resemblance to a rabbit. "'Hello,' he said. "'Welcome to our city,' said John, stepping unostentatiously between him and the stairs. Master Maloney, who had taken advantage of the interruption to edge back into the centre of things, now appeared to consider the question of his departure permanently shelved. He sidled to a corner of the landing, and sat down on an empty soap-box with the air of a dramatic critic at the opening night of a new play. The scene looked good to him. It promised interesting developments. He was an earnest student of the drama, as exhibited in the theatres of the East Side, and few had ever applauded the hero of Escaped from Sing Sing, or hissed the villain of Nelly, the beautiful cloak-model, with more fervour. He liked his drama to have plenty of action, and to his practised eye this one promised well. There was a set expression on John's face which suggested great things. His pleasure was abruptly quenched. John, placing a firm hand on his collar, led him to the top of the stairs and pushed him down. "'Beat it,' he said. The rent collector watched these things with a puzzled eye. He now turned to John. "'Say, seen anything of the wops that live here?' he inquired. My name's Gooch. I've come to take the rent. John nodded. I don't think there's much chance of your seeing them tonight, he said. The father, I hear, is in prison. You won't get any rent out of him. Then it's outside for theirs, said Mr. Gooch definitely. What about the kid, said John? Where is he to go? That's up to him, not to do with me. I'm only acting under orders from up top. "'Whose orders?' inquired John. "'The gent who owns this joint.' "'Who is he?' Suspicion crept into the protruding eyes of the rent-collector. "'Say,' he demanded, "'who are you anyway, and what do you think you're doing here? "'That's what I'd like to know. "'What do you want with the name of the owner of this place? "'What business is it of yours?' "'I'm a newspaper man.' "'I guessed you were,' said Mr. Gooch, with triumph. "'You can't bluff me. "'Well, it's no good, sonny.' i've nothing for you you'd better chase off and try something else he became more friendly say though he said i just guessed you were from some paper i wish i could give you a story but i can't i guess it's this peaceful moments business that's been and put your editor onto this joint ain't it say though that's queer thing that paper why only a few weeks ago it used to be a sort of take home and read to the kids affair a friend of mine used to buy it regular and then suddenly it comes out with a regular whoop and starts knocking these tenements and boosting Kid Brady and all that. It gets past me. All I know is that it's begun to get this place talked about. Why, you see for yourself how it is. Here is your editor sending you down to get a story about it. But say, those peaceful moments guys are taking big risks. I tell you straight they are, and I know. I happen to be wise to a thing or two about what's going on on the other side, and I tell you there's going to be something doing if they don't cut it out quick. Mr. Quem, the fellow who owns this place, isn't the man to sit still and smile. He's going to get busy. Say, what paper do you come from? Peaceful moments, said John. 
for a moment the inwardness of the information did not seem to come home to mr gooch then it hit him he spun round john was standing squarely between him and the stairs hey what's all this demanded mr gooch nervously the light was dim in the passage but it was sufficiently light to enable him to see john's face and it did not reassure him i'll soon tell you said john first however let's get this business of the kid's rent settled take it out of this and give me the receipt he pulled out a bill curses rent said mr gooch let me pass soon said john business before pleasure how much does the kid have to pay for the privilege of suffocating in this infernal place as much as that well give me a receipt and then we can get on to more important things let me pass receipt said john laconically mr gooch looked at the big stick then scribbled a few words in his notebook and tore out the page john thanked him i will see that it reaches him he said and now will you kindly tell me the name of the man for whom you collected that money let me pass bellowed mr gooch i'll bring an action against you for assault and battery playing a fool game like this get away from those stairs there has been no assault and battery yet said john well are you going to tell me mr gooch shuffled restlessly john leaned against the banisters as you said a moment ago he observed the staff of peaceful moments is taking big risks i knew it before you told me i have had practical demonstration of the fact and that is why this broster street thing has got to be finished quick we can't afford to wait so i am going to have you tell me this man's name right now help yelled mr gooch the noise died away echoing against the walls no answering cry came from below custom had staled the piquancy of such cries in broster street if anybody heard it nobody thought the matter worth investigation if you do that again said john i'll break you in half now then i can't wait much longer get busy he looked huge and sinister to mr gooch standing there in the uncertain light it was very lonely on that top floor and the rest of the world seemed infinitely far away mr gooch wavered he was loyal to his employer but he was still more loyal to mr gooch well said john there was a clatter on the stairs of one running swiftly and pugsy maloney burst into view for the first time since john had known him pugsy was openly excited say boss he cried they's coming what who why dem i seen dem tree pointers spider riley and he broke off with a yelp of surprise mr gooch had seized his opportunity and made his dash for safety with a rush he dived past john nearly upsetting pugsy who stood in his path and sprang down the stairs once he tripped but recovered himself and in another instant only the faint sound of his hurrying footsteps reached them john had made a movement as if to follow but the full meaning of pugsy's words came upon him and he stopped spider riley he said i guess it was spider riley said pugsy excitedly they called him spider i guess they piped you's coming here gee it's pretty fierce boss this what you's gonna do where did you see them pugsy on the street just outside there was a bunch of them spielin together and i hears them say that you was in here there ain't no ways out but the front so they ain't hurryin they just reckon to pike along upstairs peekin into each room till they find you and there's a bunch of them going to wait on de street in case you's beat it past down de stairs while the other guys is rubberin for you's geez ain't dis the limit john stood thinking his mind was working rapidly suddenly he smiled it's all right pugsy he said it looks bad but i see a way out i'm going up that ladder there and through the trap-door onto the roof 
I shall be all right there. If they find me, they can only get at me one at a time, and while I'm there, here's what I want you to do. Shall I go for the cops, boss? No, not the cops. Do you know where Dude Dawson lives? The light of intelligence began to shine in Mr. Maloney's face. His eye glistened with approval. This was strategy of the right sort. I can ask around, he said. I'll soon find him all right do and as quick as you can and when you've found him tell him that his old chum spider riley is here with the rest of his crowd and now i'd better be getting up onto my perch off you go pugsy my son and don't take a week about it good-bye pugsy vanished and john going to the ladder climbed out onto the roof with his big stick he looked about him the examination was satisfactory the trap-door appeared to be the only means of access to the roof, and between this roof and that of the next building there was a broad gulf. The position was practically impregnable. Only one thing could undo him, and that was if the enemy should mount to the next roof and shoot from there, and even then he would have cover in the shape of the chimney. It was a pity that the trap opened downward, for he had no means of securing it and was obliged to allow it to hang open but except for that his position could hardly have been stronger as yet there was no sound of the enemy's approach evidently as pugsy had said they were conducting the search room by room in a thorough and leisurely way he listened with his ear close to the open trap-door but could hear nothing a startled exclamation directly behind him brought him to his feet in a flash every muscle tense he whirled his stick above his head as he turned ready to strike then let it fall with a clatter for there a bare yard away stood betty end of chapter twenty five read by don w jenkins rancho san diego california shaggybark dot blogspot dot com